Now, the country is abuzz with talk of bees. In Turlock Park, the National Museum of Country Life, just outside Castle Bar, there's a new exhibition called The Murmur of Bees, which opened to the public this week. While down in Malyavorni, Ikunda Korkig, they are celebrating Saint Gubnut, patron saint of beekeepers, with a festival. Clodagh Doyle is a keeper of the Folklife Division of the National Museum in Castle Bar, while Pador O'Reardha joins us from Malyavorna. Good morning to you both. David Hassel, good morning. Good morning, Brenda. How are you doing? Enjoying the rain. Right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Listen, Claude, first of all, why bees? What made you think this is the right time to put an exhibition um, like this on? Well, we uh, we have a huge collection of bees in our natural history collection. And, um, and the entomologist is Dr. Aidan O'Hanlon. And, you know, when he heard that I wanted to do an exhibition about an insect he was just so excited because um and bees are obviously they're very topical but just the honeybee is one of our species of bees but there are hundred there's over 110 species in ireland um so it's quite interesting and i've learned so much just putting this exhibition together with Tiernan gaffney and aiden um it's amazing so only the honeybee um only female sting and you know the idea that one bee a bee will die after it stings you that's just one species of bee and I've learned all about bumblebees and everything else but well I'm, I'm going to give you a quiz now collection Claude I'm going to yeah. quiz you in a second but <laughs> bees oh, and honeybees okay. they've been part of life here for centuries mm. and I believe you've one of the oldest timber beehives on display can you tell us a little bit about that um, well we've we have a, a beehive on display and we have it's it's a timber beehive, as you say. It's designed based on the CDB, which is the Congested District Board um, beehive. So in the, the late 1800s and the 1890s, the Congested District Board wanted to kind of help people supplement their income. So they subsidised beehives and they had this particular type of beehive. So we have one of them on display, but it was made in the 1950s and 60s. The, no, the 1960s. 50s and it was made by John Gallagher who was from Balik in County Fermanagh and he would have made he had 13 hives um, he started with just one swarm of bees in the boot of his car but he, he went on to have 13 hives and we just happened to have one of them so um, uh, yeah so his, there's an awful lot that's it yeah. um, Claude there's yeah. an awful lot on display there and Pather I know later this morning you, you've had bees around you all your life mm-hmm. but you're going to be showing a short film about making a skep can you tell us a little bit about your own connection with bees and about the skep as well well I, I started beekeeping I was aware of bees all my life growing up because my father Sean O'Reilly kept bees when we were originally in Dublin and then later on but he was the kind of beekeeper that would stand back and let somebody else do the work <laughs> and uh, <coughs> when he died then I was 16 going 17. I had to tell the bees that the master was dead. And so I became their new master and promptly started finding ways of people that would teach me about them. And one of the things early on was uh, a man called Paddy Creed, who was a friend of a neighbour of mine, Sean Leonard, taught us how to make skeps out of the old sedge grass, or fanon, as we call it, which is much better than straw, which is the European way of doing it. 
um, because the fanon has is a is not a hollow stem; it's a grass, so it doesn't loosen as it ages, and it's very clean. It's based on acid soil, so it lasts for years and years. So we, I keep bees in skeps. I keep them in WBCs and CDBs, and in in top bear hives lately, which I've seen working in Africa. And um, can I go back to something you just said earlier? There. You talked about your father, uh, Sean O'Reardha, having bees and then telling the bees. I mean, this is a tradition that you tell the bees news. Isn't that right, uh, Pather? And tell us about that particular occasion, if you don't mind. uh, Well, bees have a very close relationship with whoever is managing them. Um, For example, when they're about to swarm at home, often they will come and fly against the window of the kitchen beforehand as if to alert me to the fact, or if they want to abscond, they most certainly will not tell me and just disappear when I'm not at the house. But uh, on that occasion, that was a Sunday morning. My father died in a very early Sunday morning. We got the news and we went the first people to the house, a great friend of his, told me, did I tell the bees? So I said, no, he said, you better tell them because there's a custom that they die that winter if the master is dead and they've not been passed on. So I did. I don't know how I did it, but I did. Um, usually people put a little bit of black material on the hives also to show that they're in mourning. Uh, and that's the kind of symbiotic relationship that's there. I don't use equip, um, veils and things usually when I'm beekeeping. Uh, I prefer the other method, which is called a good run. Mm. And when you're listening to them, you know, if they're getting angry and they, you're, you're fiddling with them at a time that they don't want you to. So I just quietly close and fold the camp and run away and come back the next day. Takes a lot of knowledge to get to that stage, though, Pather. And Claude, I'm, I'm the tradition of telling bees, it, as, as Pather's described his own situation there. But it's it's widespread across Britain as well. Yeah, it is. And in fact, when Queen Elizabeth II died there recently, I think that was it was said that her the royal beekeeper went out to tell the bees that the queen had died. You know, so it's very important and. It's kind of about that relationship that humans have with bees and that sense of the respect that humans have always given um, to the bees. And in Ireland, like we've always respected bees and, you know, it's the only insect that we actually manage. We don't we've never managed to tell ants how to move things or do anything else. We just it's the honeybee is the only um, it's the only insect that we actually manage. So but, yeah, it's interesting about telling the bees and telling the bees that the queen had died was just quite incredible, really. It is. And, and I'm just looking at the whole St. Gubnet connection as well. And and Pather, St. Gubnet is the patron saint of bees and it's her feast tomorrow. Lots planned down your neck of the woods. There is. Yeah, well, this is the first year that a whole lot of Gubnets got together. That's they crazy. started last year yeah, and they decided <laughs> that they would um, uh, come together on St. Abbey's Day or St. Gubnet's Day. And there's a full programme which started last night when they gathered together. And uh, then there is the... The, the, um, today, then, there's a whole series of lectures in the Unit Culture starting this morning at 10 o'clock. Um, there is a, a medieval statue which is called uh, Dal of Government, which is measured uh, for cures uh, once a year when it's pulled out. It's, a med- it's very old, and there's two models made of it now so that the wear and tear mightn't be as bad. And uh, Bishop Preen is launching those at quarter past 10. Then we've the archaeologist, the local archaeologist, but the national archaeologist at the same time. Connie Keller is giving a talk. 
Finbar Moore's giving a talk, Tiernan Gaffney and Conor Lynch, who published a book last year in government, and then I'm finishing it off at quarter past 12. So, and then they're, they're, they're doing a lot of strange things today. Uh, there's a hunt for the, the white deer being organised by Billy O'Hillahead. That's for kids, I think, more than anything else. There's walks, of course, and so on. And then there's a bowling competition at three o'clock for the w- w- gobnets, only gobnets. You know, <laughs> if you're a Mara gobnet or Eileen gobnet or gobnet or whatever. And then uh, tonight, uh, Emma Langford is giving a concert uh, at, uh, um, in the Unit Cultura. Uh, and then tomorrow, obviously, is St. Gobnet's Day. Mass and Coolay at 10, 11, 13 by Livorna, and there's a walk up in the graveyard at, where she's buried at half one and there's the usual annual prayers there at three and then there's uh, uh, you can do the measure and another mass at four in Ballywoon and then there's uh, the Rinky Homer, the dancing schooler doing an exhibition on St. Gubnet Pather, Pather, I wish I was called Gubnet, I'm really missing (laughs) out (laughs) Oh you'd have fun this weekend (laughs) We'd have fun, listen it all sounds amazing and it's incredible the connection between the exhibition and between the festival as well it's so good of you to talk to me and if you're in West Cork you can find out details although you've heard them all there from Pather of Fela Nave Gubnet on goeltokmuskery.ie and the murmur of bees will continue at the National Museum in Turlock for the rest of this year and beyond and I'm just thinking about it it is the midterm so you know it could be a lovely thing to do uh, with your children not just this midterm but as I said it's going on for the rest of the year and beyond. Thank you both very much. Enjoy the rest of the day. Gormila Mahagwiv. Oh, now, 